What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Woke It's Your Boy Aaron here with the Unfiltered Brothers. You know, I haven't had two of the four on here in a while, so it's nice to see Joe back on the podcast. He hasn't Fuck you. Okay. Well, early. I got a personal beef with this man. This man has slandered my name. I'm here to defend my name. I have seen the comments. You know, I deleted social media. I was on this health journey type stuff. And this man slandered my name multiple times. I'm here to defend my honor. Well, please do, Joe. Please do. Um, I don't know how to start. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. I'll say something that just gets you going. It's okay. Um, it, it'll happen. But today's episode is brought to you by Charlotte Clothing. Everybody knows we're rocking them for a while. Go check them out. It's hoodie season. Co- go cop yours today with a new line of hoodies. That's C-H-A-L-E clothing. Also, go check out my new sponsor, Katana Creations. You want anything anime embroidered? If you want anything custom designed, hit them up on Instagram at katana underscore creations. So, fellas, it's nice to see y'all tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about a little about sports, um, covering some things like Dion's impact at Colorado, um, Shannon Sharp's interview with Marshawn, uh, and some other things that I want to bring up. Plus, also, you know, don't be afraid to ask any question or say anything, because it's also just like an open conversation type of deal tonight, because I've had a day, and thank you all for making me laugh. I appreciate it. <laughs> you know, but, that's, that's what that, that's what you get when, when Joe come on the screen, just seeing his faces, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it brings joy. It brings joy. It's it laughable. brings joy. Because when people look at your face, it makes them sad. It makes them sad. Are you talking to me or Derek? Nah, Derek. Oh. You on Actually, my team or you on somebody else's team? Who's t- <laughs> you sound make, like look, don't make don't maybe turn this to a uh the brothers podcast. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Hey, I was, nah, look, nah, I, was, I, mean, I was about to say don't be, uh go ask your cousin, bitch. <laughs> look, I may change this. I gotta go fight this nigga. I gotta go fight him. You know, you just can't good day. Don't live, don't live with your enemies. <laughs> don't live with your enemies, bro. That's all I'm gonna say. Don't live with your enemies. Don't so make the saying me. is the saying is keep your enemies close. That's true. Nah, that, that they lie. Whoever came with that whoever come with that lie, they won't cook it. They won't cook it. I should have kept your ass far away. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me call this episode woke unfiltered, because I could, but then I got paid out money. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. But that's right, Unfiltered Brothers is back in here this evening. Thank you all for your time, fellas. So, to start off, Joe, what specifically about the interview with Marshawn, with Shannon Shaw, did you well, want to talk about? Well, uh, first of all, I just want to say, like, Marshawn Lynch, boy, that he is, like, we were talking about a little bit earlier, he is hilarious. Like, his cadence, like, he is authentic. So, I think what was interesting uh, about it was, like, you know, uh, of course, Shannon Sharp brought up um, the big play in Super Bowl 49 mm-hmm. and you know about like that whole thing which kind of led uh, into a segue conversation regarding how Marshawn Lynch felt about uh, the head coach Pete and then kind of how he went into uh, talking about you know Russell Wilson and you know it was crazy to be on like the outside like, like to watch that interview with the perception of Russell that like we have and then, like, because, you know, and, and I'll just say this, like, Marshawn didn't, like, he didn't say anything out the way about Russ. He had just, like, you know, kind of said that he just didn't rock with him. 
as much. And, you know, in that, in, in that same interview, he mentions about his relationship with Aaron Rodgers and, um, you know, them um, and the, well, I think they went to college together, if I'm not mistaken. They did. And, um, and, you know, that that whole relationship and just how he felt about, you know, Aaron Rodgers and everything like that to then transition into, like, how you started my Russell was kind of like, yikes. Like, it made me think, like, kind of like what kind of guy was Russell was Russell like behind the scenes? You know, it was he never he never really alluded to anything. Uh, he never really said anything bad about Russell. Just kind of like he just didn't rock with him like that. Um, of course, like, I think he brought up, too, just the, the play that, Everybody, you know, the 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 play that everybody questioned was like, why didn't we give it to Beast Mode when we was at the one yard line and everything like that? And uh and Marshawn like touched on that, basically saying that how it was crazy for him because he said he didn't even process it like until I think he said uh like right before the snap was like he didn't he still didn't understand why he didn't get the ball. Like that long, like, and I was just like, bro, like, that that's a that's a wild concept to like, because he said everybody from inside the huddle, everybody was shocked to to see him not get the ball, and then um, you know, Pete called that Pete called the pass that ultimately led to them losing, and um, you know, you mean, it, it Russ just, called the pass or. Pete called no, so the play. Pete, so yeah, Pete called the sorry, Pete called the play gotcha. that led to the pass that ultimately led to them losing. <laughs> um, and still, it's just it's just crazy because uh, to hear him talk about it from that perspective of just like yo, like. But the the funny part about it was once again, Marshawn Lynch is just a different breed of person. Yeah, that man said after the play, he went right up to Pete. And laughed in his face, and then went in the locker room. That that man different. That's all I'm gonna say. That man is different. What was uh, what was one thing? Because I didn't I didn't watch the uh, interview yet. What was one thing he said about Russ to make him not like rock with him? So, uh, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say. I think for me, it wasn't one thing. I think it was just how he delivered it. I think mm-hmm. it's just he delivered it as like we all have that coworker who we just work with. Right. Like, like we don't really have a we're not really cool with them outside of work. It's just I think that we're just so used in sports. Just oh. different worlds. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like Russ is going to church Sunday, playing catch outside with the kids, um, not really drinking unless it's communion versus like <laughs> <laughs> Russ like Beast Mode, you know, he has a club, you know, he's helping the homeless. He's he's more out, I don't want to say outside, but he's not as much as like a homebody as Russ. So, right. So I think that like their dynamics as people just weren't clicking. But I think yeah. they, they respected each other as yeah. teammates, you know. Cause because Marshawn highlights, he says like in that interview, um, and he doesn't say anything bad about Russ. You know, I think the only thing that he had mentioned was like, I think he said he tried to get in touch with Russ and have a conversation with him, but Russ called him from a block number and stuff like that. And then that was really the only example in which he really had to say that he like him and Russ weren't just on the same wave. Marshawn and Lynch was with Pete Carroll. Like that was where the the beef was. Marshawn did not care about him. I think that with because remember, uh, because you've seen it right, Aaron. You saw mm-hmm. the interview. 
Yes. Because remember, even Shannon had mentioned that if a coach starts giving a certain player a different, like, starts treating them differently than everybody else, it causes the other players to look at that player different. Mm-hmm. So I think Russ got lumped in that mat, in that mix with Pete. Like, I think that's what ended up happening. So Marshawn couldn't mention one without the other because they kind of was a package deal because of how Pete was treating Russell behind the scenes. And he never he never went the liberties about it, but Shannon Sharp just made the notion of, like, you know, when a coach starts treating a player differently, it shows to, like, the other players and everything like that. And just Marshawn disagreed with that. He was like, yeah, that's kind of, like, what happened. So just, uh, just assuming, I guess, uh, Pete was kind of, like, Russell was more the favorite, favorite, like yeah. favoritism type thing. Yeah, like Marshawn. Kind of, so when that when that play happened, he kind of like he wanted Russ to be the hero. Like, and see, it, that's it, the it, speculation. It been, that's, yeah, mm-hmm. all of this that is the speculation. You know, all of because this is speculation. Remember, there was another interview with Richard Sherman regarding that situation, and Pete was like, Pete just basically said that that's just the call that he made, basically. Like, you know. That was the call he made. Even, he was look, just, I'm Patriots, and I knew that was a dumbass call. Bro, that was <laughs> I mean, everybody did. Everybody knew it was a, the wrong call to make. You're you're one yard away from a touchdown. You have hands down one of the best fullbacks yeah. in the back. Like it there is, is no yeah. there is no throwing the ball. You give it to him. <laughs> yep. You let him like, climb and, over and you. And, you and it wasn't like he was off that game. Like they were no, it. he was having a great game. game. That whole game was like it was hard to stop him. And yep. I, I think if I remember correctly, like that play that they uh, ran, I think either uh, Malcolm Butler was talking about it or somebody else on the team. They were just like, we studied that play. Like we already knew. Like we already knew that play was coming. Mm-hmm. So for them to even go to that play and not pitch the ball in the hands of the person that pretty much got them down the field in the first place. Uh, anyway. Yeah, because it was his games. It was his games that got them into in like into, into, the, into the Patriots ten. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you got the best running back. You got the best running back right now in the league. Mm-hmm. You have made it to the Super Bowl, and he has legit carried y'all almost. And yeah. <laughs> Russ, was a, Russ was a good quarterback. Like he wasn't. Remember that was kind of like the that was the that Seahawks right there. That team. that was because he won the he won MVP. He won yeah. MVP the year before, right? Doing yep. Super Bowl year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, you can't. I mean, of course, like other probably football. Well, I don't know. I don't think nobody agree with that play. It's I just like that was a complete team. <laughs> Yeah. Like, let's like, do it. That was a complete team. The defense was, was great. The defense was yes. great. Like, running game was good. Passing game was good. Coaching was good until that moment. But mm-hmm. I think that's um, shocking. I, and I think that sports has normalized us to think just because you were part of a great team meant that you all were all cool with each other. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, because, I mean, I guess it's that notion of, you know, you think about you think about I mean, football on the level that most people have played, which would be high school, and and then the next level college. That's mm-hmm. not the professional level. So, in terms of like you know, like we had this debate the other day, was like how you know 
a lot of players now are like, um, like for instance, um, old boy for Denver that had the injury that just, I think he either got cleared this week. We was just talking about him, Derek. Who was it? Uh, hey, uh, what's his first name? Is it Devin? No, it's not Devin. It's not with a D though. Yeah, but it's Hamlin, right? Ham, yeah. So, yeah. you know, they were talking about basically like Hamlin, basically like, you know, he didn't want – he wanted more money for the Broncos, like playing yeah. for Denver. And they're saying like he's not injured. Bro just ain't playing because, you know, I think that what they did with the deal was they basically set it up for him to be traded for the amount that he asked for. Yep. And he was like, well, if you're going to trade me for this amount, you can pay me this amount. So, like, you know, it's like this interesting concept of – and so, it, anyway, it led to this debate of players, you know, is, is they doing it for the money. I'm like, bro, this is a job. Like, they play it for the love of the game, but this is a job at the end of the day. You're going to run me my check. Yeah. So, you know, if you look at it not as just, like, a passion for the game and you look at it as professionalism, I don't got to be cool with you. Mm-hmm. I just got to work with you. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got to do. Because it's like you look at the other great teams. Like, you know, Kobe and Shaq didn't like each other. No. <laughs> like, um, you look at it, a lot of the people didn't want Dennis Rodman on the Bulls. Like, like mm-hmm. Dennis was wild, though. Yeah, man. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that man was wild. Lord have mercy. Uh, it's Not just. As, uh, oh, no, you go ahead, Derek. It's your show. No, I was saying. Um... <laughs> Uh, just piggybacking what y'all was saying, um, both of y'all was saying we kind of we see we see what we see on screen. You know, they look like the perfect team. Uh, they look like everybody get together. But then Joe mentioned that's that's the difference between the amateur sports and the professional sports. Right. Like you have to, um, of course, that you know that can go back to the John Moran situation. You got to have some type of positive image, especially when you work in under this org- big organization, billion dollar organization. I don't even know, I don't know how many billions it is, but yeah. when you when you work for this organization, you gotta have a positive image and you don't wanna call, you don't wanna bring that type of drama into the locker room. And yeah. and let it and let it uh out <clears throat> on the on the field, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, in front of the cameras and everything like that. That's similar to any other industry that we look at. You be thinking these rappers cool, but behind the scenes, they're not. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But I think, you know, I think that that's probably just a flaw within us. Cause you know, we uh we always look at things on social media, we always see this and that, but we don't understand that those are humans, they have lives just like us. So their lives is not perfect and everything like that. So we just think these teammates. Every day they just go to practice. They they hang out in the clubs together. They go out to eat together. But in reality, nah, they just show up, do that job. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got the same mission. Then they go home and do whatever they they gonna do. I mean, they just like you said. They're just like they they're human. And at the end of the day, it's like you don't have to like you don't have to like I don't have to like you. <laughs> You oh, man, like hold on, hold on, Joe. Why the <laughs> fuck this nigga got a candle? <laughs> hey, I was looking at him. I was trying not to look at him. I was a little bit. I was like, that's like, bro. Like, this, this is some Undertaker type of shit going on. Like, you know it's Halloween. When he, turned, when he turned the camera off and came back, I said, maybe he's just adjusting his camera. Like, I, 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 I just didn't want to assume. I didn't want to say anything. 
No, I mean, you know, it's spooky season. I had to have the candle up, you know, bring in the it's good true. chakras and the energy. I was thinking about buy me a good candle. Buy a candle for what? What's wrong with bro, candles? You already know what's what. Man, you ain't putting a candle. You ain't doing this, bro. Not my crib, bro. Not my crib, bro. <laughs> Joe, Joe, look, look, y'all are, hate him, bro. Y'all are bro. Joe, why, why, you can go do something too. Nah, I'm good, bro. I'm okay, good. he can do it. He can do it from his room. That's his. That's his room. That's his space. He paid for that space. He's not doing it in my living room. Okay, see, Derek, <laughs> Derek has not told you what he plans to do, Aaron. That's why I said he, he, he's not allowed to do it. I'm not gonna use. I'm not gonna use your podcast to tell y'all what this man is. But that man's on demon time, and he ain't gonna be on there in my living room. It's his room. I can't tell him what to do in his room, but hey, he ain't doing it in my living room. Not on my couch. Don't listen to Joe, man. Yeah. Oh, hey. That's our couch. All of this is, spe- <laughs> all of, all of, all of this is speculation, people. Look, every time all something like this happens, I always hear just Joe saying, are you my boy or his? Right, it's like, Because <laughs> it's like, I got questions and I have input, but I feel like as soon as I open my mouth, Joe's going to be like, Aaron, uh-uh, me and him. Me and him. Yeah, I'll yeah. be right now. I'll, me and him. I'll say it. I'll say it. I'll put it out there. Like, I ain't going to probably walk it out. I'll probably leave it. <laughs> I ain't never have a problem. Hey, what is it? Who you choosing? Hey, all right, bet. That's funny. Hey. But nah, Damn it, I wanna... Are you my girl or her? <laughs> <laughs> they act like it. <laughs> no, nah, but uh, if y'all, were y'all still on the Marshawn Lynch jump? No, I had a, yeah. a, a follow-up question, but you all wanted to finish. You all can go ahead and finish. I just wanted, I wanted to, because we, since we was talking about him just a little bit, I wanted to touch on Russell just a little bit, just how, you know, how we see him. Just since he got to Denver, man, he, he been playing horrible. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and people been like, it's that future curse at his neck. It's the Sierra Sierra curse, bro. It's the Sierra curse. It's it's, it's, it's that other side of that prayer she, uh, she did, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, it's funny though because social media said, uh, social media said that the reason Russ playing the way he is is the same reason Future left Sierra is because when they started dating, Future's career started going down a little bit. <laughs> Future's like, nah, I can't, <laughs> I can't so have it. Said, nah, <laughs> <laughs> and then went and did his own thing, but nah, I don't think, uh, God. I, I, don't, I don't think that's a thing. I don't think that's true. I don't believe it, but it's funny. No, it's funny. I mean, this is my reason. Every time Sierra pop up now, she pregnant. That nigga is not focused. That nigga is not focused on no goddamn football. Nigga. I don't that nigga, him, bro. That nigga got Sierra. married. That nigga got married and said, oh, yeah, it's my, it's my time to shine. <laughs> like, Sierra turned that nigga out. I swear to ain't God, nothing wrong, ain't nothing wrong with that, bro. Ain't I, nothing wrong with that. I, that boy happily married. I ain't hating on it. But uh, when it comes I to mean, this football, though, I put nah, I put up his stats. Um, you know, it, I, he like, turned into Stephen A. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't like saying things that ain't true. Mm. Um, but I mean, you know, I mean, he has a how many? Was this his first, second year with his second year? Yeah, I mean, it's still. It's still time to grow a little bit, and well, know. how much more time, Joe? I don't know. I don't know, bro. I don't know. I, okay. look, I said, I said the Falcons should have got a fucking quarterback in the draft, and niggas, and niggas told me get rid of a chance, and then I sat there 
and I gave him a chance. And he showed his ass for two games. And then he showed his ass for two more games. I gave him a chance. So I got to keep giving him. My therapist told me. <laughs> this nigga here. That patience mm-hmm. is an extension of mindfulness. So I'm being mindful of Good. the situations going around me. So, you know, I think that maybe we just got to give Russ a little bit more time because we got to give rid of a little bit more time. And hopefully we get rid of a little bit more time. He get his shit together and I can stop sitting back getting fucking clown at the group chat. <laughs> but I'm good, though. It's good. We just need to give some more time, man. I mean, looking, get, at, looking at his stats. Joe, I'm over here listening. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I feel like I'm I, giving counsel. Like, I'm writing it down. Like, oh, okay. cause Joe go on these rants. Look, we do this podcast. Look, we do the podcast. Joe go on these rants, bro. <laughs> and you just gotta know how to tune it out so you can, you know, you know what I'm saying, go back into the main topic. <laughs> but you know, that's how it happens. Like on my show, like Joe even said on the episode, he said Aaron is good at letting you go on crazy, letting you say what you gotta say, mm-hmm. and then we get right back to what the fuck we was talking about. Like, I agree, hands down. Amazing host, horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Oh, that's my tagline. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's funny. No, I'm looking at his stats, I mean, it's pretty consistent. I'm about to say it's say. pretty, it's pretty consistent. But I can definitely say they they ain't got no running game at all, oh. <laughs> at all. But yeah, they just need to do. I don't know because who um Sean Payton is the new coach over there, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what what he got going on over there. I don't know what's not clicking. I'm surprised they came back and won the um the Bears game. But of course that's that's the Bears. They they just as bad as Nah, like, the Bears is horrible this year. Um, Good God. But yeah, I mean the stats is mm. I don't know, it's kind of hard. Football is hard because like like we lost that we lost that Super Bowl against the Eagles. But Brady mm-hmm. set the the um Super Bowl record for a amount of uh Passing yards and shit like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's like you it's not we always put the blame on like one person. Like especially when you look at the Jets, even though Zach Wilson is not the best quarterback <laughs> like for the Jets. Um we always put the blame on the quarterback specifically. Um Which, and then, but just looking at the stats, I mean it seems like he consistent, but so it's like what what's something what's different that we can well, not we, but what what different can the Broncos do or Russ do to get them on the right path? You know what but, I'm saying? But you know, there that segues perfectly with my next question because I was going to talk about Dion in Colorado, and this brings up the question of how valuable is that connection between the coach and his players? Yeah, very much so. I think that's the I think that's hands down probably the first most important relationship next to the coach and his quarterback, then following the quarterback and the offense. Like you can build, you can build a football team. Um I'll, I'll use the Falcons for example. Falcons defense probably has the potential to be one of the top defense defenses in the NFL right now. But defense is not looked at as important as offense. And it takes a real deep connection between the quarterback and this offense the quarterback and the coach and then the coach and the rest of the staff, the rest of the players, you got to have that connection. Um, 
But what was you? What was? What, why did you bring up Dion and? I haven't been keeping up with uh, mm-hmm. college ball at all. No, no, you good. Did you bring that up? I was bringing that up. One to talk about. Um, one that's going to segue into a comment that Dion made. That I want you all's insight on. But I think it's like when you see coaches in the NFL versus college, not a lot are personable because it's a business. You know, you can't get too caught up in how you feel about somebody at the end of the day. But then you have your exceptions, like whether it's football, basketball, whatever. Like, and I think like that sometimes is needed in professional sports more than what people think. Like, yeah, it's great for college when you're building up young people. It's really good for high school and middle school when you're working with younger people, like younger, younger people. But I think like that's the thing that kind of gets lost because it's like Aaron Rodgers, not Aaron Rodgers. I'm not, I'm not going to say like Aaron Rodgers specifically, but like an Aaron Rodgers caliber player, I don't think all the time is going to the coach's office going, how the kids? Yeah. 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 Versus it's like college. Oh, yeah. You going in there. Be like, what's up, coach? How you living? Mm, uh, Junior going to be at practice today? Uh, hey, little Ben going to be special. Trust me. Yeah. That's why I brought it up because you see Dion do that. You see him go to yeah. class. Hey, how they doing? You yeah. see him like it's not even just his sons, um, Shiloh and Shador. It's everybody else. It's like, oh, that young man right there, we recruited him for a reason. I sat yeah. down, I sat down with his family. He's good people. He's gonna be something. Yeah. yeah. I think, well, one, I think Dion is just Dion is just a uh I don't know. I wish I knew like personally to know how you know, know what type of uh human he is, you know, personally, but just looking at what he's doing and everything, one, I just think he's, you know, he's a special type of individual. He that that really care about his players or you know, anybody that he coaches. And you know, he has pretty much achieved all the success at whatever that he's done um over over his career and everything like that. And he's just looking to pass the knowledge down um onto the kids. And um he had already mentioned like that he probably will never coach uh, a NFL team. Like he's, yeah. he's gonna he's gonna stick stick to college. And um I'm not sure if he said it or I just seen this uh comment on on social media, but someone was just like I and I kind of agree with it. It was just like and it, and it probably changed since like the NIL stuff has been implemented in mm-hmm. college. But someone like mentioned that you know it's it's harder to have that type of influence on grown adults that's making money, like especially that's making more money than you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard for you to you know what I'm saying get that type of support in the in the field or, or whatever professional or um, professional lead. From grown men, so you gotta have credibility. <laughs> That's one thing, right? And, you know, those people gotta be. They gotta want to listen to you. They gotta want for you to coach them for them to get better and everything like that. Um, and I, I just think Dion does a great job with um, the relationships that he uh, that he build with people. Um, we kind of had this conversation on ours, but just building that rapport with these. These uh, student athletes. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Dion cares. Yeah, make sure yeah. they're on a good path, and that that and that's what it comes down to. It. He actually cares about them, and I didn't even know um that he was sitting a, a five star player on the bench. You know what I'm saying? To the interview that came out. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just, and he was just saying like, and they asked him, you know, why you why you not playing such and such? And he was like, well, he's not prepared. He you know he late to the film. 
or he ch- he checks mm-hmm. how many how much how many hours of film that they they look at every week. So he was like, you know, why would I pay him in the game if he's not prepared for it? But mm-hmm. I think he just teaching he just teaching them life, and that's just life lessons that he's teaching. I, I was about to say, I know we've had this part of the conversation on our podcast. And I always say this, that there should be a program to pair individuals from college ball to a professional level. And I think, I think, you know, because Dion, like you said, Dion got all the accolades and everything that he could possibly get out of his lifetime. Like he's already played on the professional level. He's already done amazing things. I think it's great that we have an individual with that insight that's like, nah, I don't want to teach pro ball because I can I can prepare these kids for what what pro ball is like. That's that's a whole different, a whole different like setup. Because you know, you got you got these kids like, you know, that can are basic basically untouchable. Because one, if you're, you know, I think about uh, Heineke when he was at ODU. Mm-hmm. I mean, Heineke led Old Dominion to having the football-like status that it has now. I haven't been keeping up with it at all lately. But Heineke was one of the reasons for that. You know, led the led football. Like, because ODU wasn't even, ODU wasn't even looked at. We didn't care about football, but Heineke performed on such a high level. And then that his name was known throughout the campus to everybody. Now, I mean, all of both all of us have been to college. It's hard. I know one of the most annoying things is, and both of you guys were more popular on your campus than I was. One of the most annoying things is when I tell somebody I went to ODU, and then someone be like, "Oh, you know such and such." I don't even know my professor's name. <laughs> you, you, you think I know this person? So now you have this individual whose name is known throughout this humongous campus. He's bringing revenue to this to this campus. Because now people are coming to see him. He's building up the sports program single-handedly. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Things are being implemented because of him. He's the reason my tuition went up. <laughs> I mean, if you're watching the podcast, you the reason, because we had to pay for a football stadium, but I digress. <laughs> no, hey, I had to pay for a basketball stadium. What you talking? Hey, we go swing. <laughs> but um, nah, you got to think about it. Like that's that that kid's untouchable. Mm-hmm. So for Dion to say, nah, we not he not he ain't gonna do what he want to do on my team. That's some that's some parents and shit. That's some like, yeah, I'm gonna give you what you need and not what you want. Yeah, that's a different that's a different mindset. The difference uh, another coach would have him in the game because they just want to win. Because yeah. they just want to win. But the other thing is too, you have to realize, and this is where it comes in, this is where the difference comes into play. These are 18 to 22 year olds. Mm-hmm. The NFL is for the grown men. Mm-hmm. You can't tell a grown man what to do like that. You can that's coach all you want, and it's like but then it goes back to what Derek was saying with you building a rapport, you building that relationship with your players. Now, I don't know. I ain't never coached. I ain't never coached high school, middle school, elementary school, or college, or the pros. So I don't know. Um, but, I, but I'll say it's like like teaching. teaching. Teaching high school to teaching elementary school is two totally different 
ways. And 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 in elementary school, everybody looks up to you because literally you're taller than everybody. So it's like, oh, you you know, Mr. Tony, oh, you go to middle school, it's a little bit of a like, it's a little bit of a transition because you have kids thinking they're older than what they are. You have that, you know, you're gonna test the waters, you at that age. High school is a different ball game. You can't tell a kid what to do in high school unless you have the rapport with that kid. And there's a couple of kids I had to have a rapport with because I was like, these kids don't care. They don't care your first name is Mr. They looking at you like Joseph. Because mm-hmm. they thinking, you know, they thinking they on your level. Of course they not, but so you know, it's harder, it's harder. I think it's it's harder to coach on that level of pro, you know, yeah. NFL and everything like that. Because, you know, you got you dealing with grown men at this point. I yeah. made and especially, especially if you you in the NFL and you won the top whatever, ain't nothing you're gonna be able to say. Ain't nothing you're gonna be able to say to me. The and, only thing you can do is probably kiss my ass so I can keep doing what you want me to do so we can keep getting these dubs. And that's like the point with um what Derek was talking about with like Russ right now, is I don't think that I personally don't think Russell Wilson is a personable person. Like, I think that he likes keeping to himself. Nothing wrong with that. I think that he likes keeping to himself. But I don't think that he's going to go into the team meeting and be like, dinner at my house Saturday. (laughs) Like, he's going to go into the team meeting with his notes, write down what he need to do, and he's going to go. Like, that's him as a player? Cool. But it's like, I think that that's one thing that team is missing besides players is connection. So that's why, like, I brought this point up. I think with with Russ – and there's nothing wrong with how, you know, how Russ grew up, how he is now as a person when you when you talk about just his faith and everything like that. But when you if that's just one thing that you you knew all your life, it's hard for you to relate to somebody like Marshawn Lynch, mm-hmm. who grew up in Oakland and probably, you know, seen a lot of stuff that you haven't seen in your life. You know what I'm saying? So and you know that's not just bad. That's not bashing Russ for how he grew up, but that's just the reality. Yeah, that's just reality. You gotta you gotta be relatable to these, you know, to the people that you're working with, or just the environment that you want to be in to make to achieve whatever goal that y'all got going on. Um, yeah, and I think with Russ, he's just he's focused on he's focused on football. Yes, he's focused on family. With the three Fs, his football, family, faith. Yep. You know, that's the three main things that he he mainly focused on. Um, but when you when you talk about just the relationship that he got outside of the coach, he he probably don't have that, that no close relationship with his teammates like that. And that could be, and that could be the issue as well. Um, and I know like your, I think you like the original question was just like how important that relationship with the player and the, and the coach and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Very, very important. I, I mean, and you know too. Um, just you know, helping you know me and you coaching, you know, youthly and everything. Like, even though it's a different level, but I feel like that relationship still got to be the same regardless of whatever level of uh, sports that you're you're playing in. Um, so yeah, that that relationship, that relationship aspect of it, is, that connection aspect of it is very important when you when you're talking about coaching, um, the coaches and the players, um, and then. The way y'all was saying, if uh, Marshawn Lynch felt like 
it was a little bit favoritism in that during that period of time. I can see why the team, you know, split up and everything like that. Yeah, I think it's like that is like the the double edged sword of building those close relationships. Is someone you're not going to have a close relationship with everybody, especially on a football team with fifty plus people on a roster plus the coaching staff, like plus the training staff. Yeah, you're not going to be cool with everybody. Like, like just going to be completely real, but. <clears throat> I think like you have people like not being biased as a Steelers fan. You got people like Mike Tomlin who will, he not, you know, he has that bear. I'm still coach you to play. I'm still coach you to assistant coach. Cool. But he presents that, Hey, we have one goal in mind. Let's get to it. I trust you. I need you to trust me. And that captivates a lot more people than just, all right, fellas, this is film session. All right, we're done. Like, but I think, Oh, oh no, you go ahead, Joe. Um, but I think that's what Marshawn was getting at. Because, you know, Marshawn, he, he can't, like, he doesn't have, how should I say it? Okay, Russell has a way more better camera etiquette than Marshawn does. Marshawn yeah. is just Marshawn. That, that nigga is who he is. He going to be who he is. He going to talk like he is. But I think that's what he was getting at was, like, because he, he says in the interview, he says, he's just a QB. He's just he's just a QB. He's, you know, he go, like, you know, he, he's not coming because even Shannon was like, well, what do you mean? Like, you know, we had, like, you know, Shannon was like, you know, you do things, you do, we did this, we did that, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, nah, like, he wasn't on that wave. I think you're right, though. I think. He oh, yeah, when like, he was asked that he didn't go out with y'all, he didn't play cards with y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's because of the fact that, that Russ, dead ass, did exactly what you said. He came to film, he sat down, he wrote his notes, he got home, he went home to his wife and his kids. Um, Nothing wrong with that. You know, the man, you know, he's like, this is what I'm here for. This is what I'm good at. But it separates the relationship that you have. And which is why Marshawn spoke so highly of Aaron. Mm -hmm. Because because the way you got to look at it, if you look at, if you look at it like a regular workplace, the coach is the boss. He makes the calls, he makes the plays, makes the tough decisions. And he's in charge of everybody. Then comes you know, the the manager and then the staff. And it's hard for a manager sometimes to balance who is my allegiance to, the coach or to my to my staff. And it's hard being that middle person, but I think that the difference is is that while Russ probably chose to just basically, you know, I'm I'm not gonna focus I'm not I don't mean to say focus on me, but it's like he's like I'm just gonna do me. We and we're a team, but I'm gonna do me. I'm not really going to kick it with y'all afterwards and be personable with y'all. Aaron was like, you know, Marshawn used the example of Aaron Rodgers took the L for him. Mm-hmm. Marshawn, or well, because Derek hasn't seen the interview, Marshawn messed up a play and went the wrong way. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers noticed the mess up and literally, instead of like passing the ball to him, gave it to him behind his back. So that way he can still get the ball and get – I don't know if they got a touchdown or I forgot what he said. Um, or I know he got a big game. And the coach pulled him to the side and was like, yo, like you ran the wrong way. You did the wrong thing. And Marshawn was like, why are you fussing at me? Like I did – you know, we, we, we benefited from it. He said, no, nah, you went the wrong way. So Aaron Rodgers steps in. And he's like, no, I made the wrong call. Mm-hmm. And the coach was like, no, nah, that ain't it because – I, before he was like, he said this. He's like, before you got here, he was not saying this, and he was like, um, 
No, Aaron, Aaron just doubled down. No, I made the wrong call. Aaron, he said, Marshawn said that Aaron Rodgers looked at the coach and said, I made the wrong call. Call the next play so we can go. And, and I think that's like, you know, at the end of the day, I, I can't I cannot say Aaron Rodgers ain't one of the greatest because I believe he had exactly what Aaron was mentioning. He had that rapport with his team to know like, yeah, it's me, mm-hmm. but we are a team. I got y'all back if y'all got my back. Exactly. And I think like that, you really see that in a lot of cultures of teams, like from like the Miami Heat to um <clears throat> to that uh to it was one year with the Packers, I'm forgetting. Um I think it was 2011. Um, you you seen it when we had in Prince Pittsburgh when we had Debo and everybody over there. It was like we all may be individuals. Like James Harrison about to go work his fucking head off. Um, Big Ben about to go be Big Ben. Um, <laughs> we're not gonna get too much into that. But um, since <laughs> not too much on Ben, not too much on that. You know, Ryan Clark gonna go train, then he gonna go be with his family. Like, but that Steelers team was a team. Like, oh, yeah. like Santonio Holmes. One of the quietest dudes you'll ever meet, but you hear him on that football field, like, yeah. and everybody know, like, oh, that's just Antonio, like, <laughs> like that, that's just him. Same thing with the Ravens team with Ray Lewis, like him, yeah. Suggs, they, you could not tell that they weren't a family, but, yeah. um, even then they still was on one accord with each other, and it's because of those connections. And I think like teams, professionally either you focus too much on that and now y'all boys or you don't focus enough on that now you don't know each other like and i think that that's what messes some teams up professionally you can see it too in like high school and college but college is different because as a uh, collegiate athlete you technically like around your team 24 7 but um professionally i think that's like what some teams like in this case specifically russ and the broncos are lacking it's a little bit more personable relationships not yeah. saying it's going to escalate to a super bowl but they could play a little bit better if they had this i mean i think you, you hit it go ahead there no i was saying um of course we haven't been in that uh that type of environment when you talk about professional sports and granted like you may not you may not need to have the best relationship you know, when you when you play in a professional sport with your teammates, um to, that's true. you know, to have a winning a winning culture and everything like that. Um that's true. Is, I think I think it's funny because of because of course everybody can have like the the LeBron Wade, Chris Paul and uh Carmela Anthony type relationship. Um when you talk about professional athletes. But I think it is funny because I kind of mention it. I always mention it to uh, uh, the kids that we coach or just the other coaches, um, the other coaches that I coach with. It's just like how how different it is. Um, you know, when we was growing up, we 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 played together from youth league to middle school to JV to varsity, and like we we always hung out outside of the sport. Mm-hmm. And that 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 what made our chemistry even better when we played the sport, because we knew we knew what type of person uh, that per you know that person was and how what they was gonna do on the court, how they was gonna act on the court. Uh, if there was a, a aggressive person, we knew there was gonna be an animal on defense, and you know just stuff like that. You know you get to know your teammates outside the sport, 
Um, and that will helps the chemistry. That's that's what's going to help the chemistry on the uh, on the court or on the field or whatever sport that you're playing. Um, so it's kind of interesting to when you actually like just try to dive into professional sports. It's like these people are making millions of dollars. You got Patrick Mahomes, who you know what I'm saying got a half a half a B. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then like you got family. You got other businesses that you got going on. So you may not be able to you outside of the football or outside of bat whatever sport that you're playing, you may not be able to have, you know what I'm saying, the best relationship with your teammates outside of that. Cause you got a lot of other stuff that's going on. But I think there's still gotta be some type of Poor there, even if yeah. it's not the best, you got to have some type of understanding of your other teammates. No, I, think I, it's, I, uh, I, I agree. agree. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that statement. Even like you said, even if it's not the best relationship, it's got to be a like. Even if you don't rock with that person, and you only like playing with this person because y'all on the same team, it's got to be a level of trust and understanding and mindfulness that they have to, for one another. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that's I think that's the biggest thing. I think that. The problem may be that you might be so absorbed in your world that you're not looking at it from another person's perspective. You know, you could be, you know, I, and I think that it, it just comes to a point of like, like you say, trust. I ain't got a lot, but damn it, I gotta trust you. Yeah, we got two different moral compasses and two different ideas on how something should be, but I gotta trust you. You know, and I think that's the conversation that a lot of people we don't talk about enough between the teams mm-hmm. you know that conversation has had a lot between quarterbacks and receivers and that emphasis is put very heavily there a relationship between a quarterback and a receiver oh yeah you know blase blah was blase blah ryan with julio like you know that like just that conversation but you don't we don't have that conversation too much when it comes I to i want to ask y'all the question too Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna say we don't have a conversation too much when it comes to other inner, inner lockings of the team outside of those. But what was your question? I was gonna say like sticking to football. <clears throat> what relationship you think has to be the best? Um, and just strictly when it's when you talk about the quarterback, I think that Do we, oh. is it the, is it like the quarterback and the coach? Is it the quarterback and uh, the offensive line? Is it the quarterback and the receiver? Like which which relationship you think needs to be the best? I think it's got to be a mix. Uh, it's got to be a balance. And that's mm-hmm. just me talking about it from like playing it on just a high school level. Well, how about y'all? How about y'all? Like what? Like just th- and this is just a scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, if you let's say we like you have the family, you have the millions of dollars, you have several businesses going on outside the sport that you play. You have a limited time to build rapport with the rest of your teammates, but you do want to have a good relationship with them. Where, where, where would you start? Like what, which, I mean, uh, everything yeah. starts at practice. Everything yeah. starts, no, everything not, starts. Not, 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 not like, of course practice, but like, is it the, you want to build a rapport with the receivers first? Do you want to build a rapport? No, it's, I, no, I get what you're saying. And, and I'm, I'm, it's gotta be well-rounded. I'm gonna tell you why. All right. I'll give you an example. If we don't like, like, I played lineman. I think it was probably I played tight end in high school. Damn, I know you could catch. 
I can't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nah, I play. I tell you, I play strictly blocking. I might have had over my whole high school career. I might have had legit like a yard. I'm not lying to you. I never caught the ball. Never. To this day, I still don't know if I can catch. I don't. I looked at coach. I said, "Don't trust me." <laughs> I also, I played. He, he told Coach Simmons that he was like, "Nah, you gonna catch that ball." You gonna go with it? You catch that ball? I throw it to you. Nah, nah, turn the fuck all that, fuck That's all that. You catch that nah, ball. You know what he did? You know what he did? He made me throw a tennis ball. He made me throw a tennis ball constantly. Um, so I would just throw this tennis ball, and and fresh me. I think, and now that I go back and I think about it, I think it was more just nervousness and anxiety. I had never been a person. I had always played, you know defense or another position so playing tight end was a lot um especially being trusted to catch the ball you know you ah, always gonna respect it because you gotta focus on the ball you gotta focus on the route you gotta focus on who coming it's a lot it's like, yeah, that ain't it. <laughs> but um hey you gotta be fast eh, i want that fast <laughs> um but if one of the most one of the best uh plays for us was, you know, creating that pocket for the quarterback in which the tight end doesn't go out but stays on the line to to make sure the defensive end can't get in. If you do not set up a rapport with your lineman, oh, it don't. It don't matter. It don't. They're not blocking for you. They will legit let people through to hit you. And I mean, it's like, you got to treat them with respect. You have to put, because they are ultimately linemen are the backbone of, of the team. They're the ones that are applying pressure in defense. They are the ones that are denying the pressure in offense. They are the ones that's giving you that extra second to get that, to get that pass off. And it's important, but that's only one aspect. You have to set up a rapport with your with your running backs and stuff too, because if you don't know your running back, it's you know you gotta realize when you watch plays, quarterback is literally just turning. There is no there is no, oh I, I'm gonna figure out where you are and then give you the ball. It's it's a split decision. You have to trust that your running back will be where you need them to be when you turn around when you hand it off. And so that's just one aspect. Another thing with receivers, you sit there, they got to run the route. If they don't have the rapport with you, even if it means them getting cussed out by coach, they'll run a whole different route. They'll do whatever they want to do because it's that, oh, I ain't, he ain't going to give me the ball anyway. He ain't going to do what I need him to do anyway. He ain't going to rock with me anyway. So why would I, why would I run the route that he called? The other, the other side of that is, um, I remember, uh, I think Pat, uh, Mahomes was saying, not that, uh, are you, well, where are you saying the coach called or the quarterback called? Well, either or. So also having that good chemistry with the, between the quarterback and the wide receiver where you call a play. You call a play, but the receiver is like, "That's nah, this ain't it. This nah, ain't it." I'm gonna run they, my own route, but mm-hmm. you don't even you don't even know he. 
like the receiver is about to do that, but y'all got so much chemistry yep. on the field that it's like, what is he about to do? But I trust him. He yeah, knows yeah. what he's gonna do. So I I know uh Mahomes was talking about how him and um yep. uh Travis Kelsey yeah Kelsey. That, that relationship that they have uh because sometimes he just be running his own routes because he sees something different. Yeah, because because you you know that it goes back to that whole thing of like. You don't – the quarterback, I would never – that's one position I probably would say hands down might be the hardest position in football. There is no there is no position that's going to be equivalent to that. The only other position I think that comes even close I would say corner. might be – might be corner. Yeah, might be because you got to be on your shit to be a corner. You got to be a backwards route receiver. Boy, (laughs) it's almost impossible to run a route exactly the right way normally. You got to run this bitch backwards and watch the quarterback. Watch the the quarterback. Boy, no, there's only that. I'm telling you, those (laughs) might be hands out. They might be neck and neck for difficulty, but I, I, I ain't gonna hold you. Corner might be harder than quarterback. I think like it is. You, because like you said, if I am, if I have the trust that I have with my receivers for for because I'm not paying like I see, I see in front of me and I see enough. I look, I scan left, I'm gonna scan right. If I see something, if I if they drop in the cover two, I'm a audible, switch it up, let's go. This. But if my receiver is like, nah, this gonna be a whole other thing coming. And they and you can't talk, you can't say but so much. You got to get the ball off. So you just yeah. like, all right, fuck it, we gonna we gonna ball out. I'm gonna do this instead of this. It's a level of trust and understanding that, because think about it, that that could be really nasty if you don't trust that person. You come back to the huddle, why the fuck you run that route? Why did you go that way? Why did you do this? We called this, and he's like, did you not see what I saw? Did you not see them dropping the cover three? Which is why I came back up instead of running to go. You know, it's 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 that conversation. It's that level of trust and the rapport that you have to have. So so to answer yeah. your question, I don't think that you could ever ever pick a, a more important relationship. They're all just about equally important, including the one with the coach. And I think Joe makes a very good point about how how do you divvy that up? It's gonna be hard. Um so I'm going to just basically second join on this. Like, if I had to pick one, I would say the line. But for the sake of the conversation, I think it, Joe's right. It has to be pretty well-rounded. No, I can hold you. And I, I the, the only reason I didn't say the line is because I have a complete bias towards linemen. Because I, I practice with linemen, and then I practice with the receivers. And it's a, it's a really different conversation when you practice with linemen. Linemen are humble. They don't do a lot of bragging. They don't do a lot of showboating. They do what they do. They get a sack. They get a moment. That about it. But that's about it. You might you might get a fumble recovery. You might get something. It's a really humble position, and it doesn't get highlighted as much as other positions on the field. And I'm I ain't gonna hold you. I have literally when we played in high school when we played, there was no our rapport with our quarterback because it was it was uh, Davon Adams. And then it was Marquise Fitzgerald. And when I tell you, we love them. There was no, 
if you didn't block, if, if I'm on the line and you ain't block, oh, we jumping you. <laughs> like, why, why did he get touched? Because that's how much respect we had for them. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and they would check us. They would make sure they had to say something to us. Hey, man, y'all not blocking. And we'll say, you know, hey, look, we did what we good. That kid good. We don't know how to stop. You know, it's that level of conversation. It's a level of respect. Had that been somebody else that, like, but you know, once again, you're talking about high school and that's a level of, we grew up, we balled together. We've been doing this for years. It's almost like we built this team up with us. Mm-hmm. Had that been on a college level and I don't know you and you're treating me like I'm shit. And I'm not saying they were, I'm saying like just, just another isolated example. I'm not blocking for you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna just do it through. I'll fall. I'll fall on the ground and act like I tripped, so you can get sad. I throw the whole game away. That's how petty people are. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's that- so I will. So biasly, I say the lineman. You better. You better love your lineman because your lineman gonna create that pocket for you to get that ball off to the receivers. But I can't say that. I gotta be unbiased. So I say all. Oh. <laughs> that kind of that kind of made me think about the um, cause you mentioned just y'all loved um, you know Davon and Marquise, um, but just like that relationship between the player and the coach, I, I made me think of two scenarios. I don't know if y'all seen the cause they they keep bringing it back up um, the LeBron and KD clip when they were I think it was in the finals, and um, pretty much they was like arguing a little bit, um, but they kind of uh, I know on Twitter. They showed, uh, they found the like the leak audio of it. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, LeBron, um, Katie got fouled, um, and whatnot. And I believe he said something to uh, uh, Ty, uh, uh, Tyron Lou. Um, but then LeBron was just like, you know, what you got going on, Katie? Like, you can't be speaking to my coach like that. Mm-hmm. So that just shows like the, the respect that uh, LeBron had for the coach, like. And that's that, and that's what you need. Um, you're gonna want players. You want to have players play under you that's gonna respect you. But the the other side of things, when you when you don't have that respect, <laughs> when you don't have that respect for your coach, uh, I remember, and I won't call no names. <laughs> I remember, um, we had practice, uh, basketball, high school basketball, and uh, some of the mm-hmm. players were. They won't late, but they just couldn't get into the uh, the high school gym. Uh, so they had to walk all the way downstairs through the locker room and, you know, come back upstairs. Um, mm-hmm. But we knew that they was out there, but one of the coaches, y'all, y'all probably already know. Oh, I know who it is. I know who it is. He, he coached <laughs> me, the, too, for two sports. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of the coaches was like, don't go open the door. So they finally got to the gym. They well, they finally got in the gym, and like they just went off. <laughs> like they went off on, on the coach, but we didn't say nothing about it. Like, cause we <laughs> we didn't have we didn't have that respect for that coach. Like how we had the respect for Coach Scott. But you know that coach you talking about, and to be respectful, because he's looking at my stories, he may listen to this episode. You never know. But um, I think that the issue with him and some coaches is they try too hard to prove that they're the coach. Mm-hmm. Like, like for example, we had a tennis match 
and said coach was trying to um, basically teach me a lesson because the day before I didn't show up to practice because I didn't have clothes. And this was before I was driving. So I didn't have nobody to take me home to go get anything because everybody who could was busy. So I just didn't go to practice. I got on the bus. I went home. And uh, the next day I was talking to my girl because I'm family, her memory, uh, family, her memory, a uh, member of her family passed away. And, you know, I was trying to be a good boyfriend and trying to comfort her. And he was just like, Barksdale, where were you yesterday? I said, coach, not, can we not right now? This is kind of important. And he said, OK, I got some medicine for that. And then the next match, which was a playoff match, he and our strategy was for this team, we're playing Goochland. Our strategy was we're going to stack the team. And everybody who plays tennis knows when you stack, you basically put the best players against the worst and you put the worst players against the best. So our our six and fifth seed was supposed to play the one and two who are back to back state champions and who got full ride scholarships to D1 schools for tennis. Versus me and the other four really good players were going to play the lower four seeds. He put me at first seed. And I lost the match. No surprise. And I looked at him. He said, did you get your medicine? I said, at what cost, though? And I walked off yeah. the court. I, was, I walked off the court and I threw my racket. And uh, Coach Scott was there. And he was like, Bryce, why you do that? And I was like, because you you're too busy trying to prove a point. The game is important. Like, if you really wanted to do this, then just don't let me play. Right, right, like, right. You like you you embarrassed me, you belittled me, and that shit was worse than what the fuck you're trying to teach. And that's different with tennis, that's not a you know, that's an individual yeah. So when you when you playing a team sport, is it's it's okay to you know what I'm saying that throw some punishment to that individual because of something outside the sport or mm -hmm. whatever, because you still got a team that you know that you trust in, and they can get get the job done without you or whatever. But as a tennis, like that's an individual sport. All eyes is on you. Exactly. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, oh my fault, there. No, I I was pretty much. I was just saying, like that's not the way to go. That's you shouldn't. Um, yeah, they, well, because, you shouldn't have that. Because the thing is, is that for that specific example, a lot of people don't know how to. A lot of people don't know how to establish discipline without the notion of making this person feel small. Yep. And that's and that's something that a lot of people don't understand when it comes to when you're an adult and you're talking to a child. Now, if as a coach, you know, I don't ever want to put any of my players in a position where they feel small. Because confidence is hand down one of the most important things when you play in a sport. If you do not have confidence when you are playing that sport, you will ultimately, you can be the best at whatever it is, you will ultimately be trash at it because you think that you're not good at it because you're at this low point. And for him to do that to you as such a like, like, like for just for to make an example out of you, mm -hmm. that was trash. Um, whether he hears it or not, you, you, it was a trash thing. I mean, just, I would, like you said, just not let you play at all. You miss. You miss practice, okay, your punishment is you got to sit this one out. It's whatever. We'll talk about it later. Maybe you'll have to run a little bit more, whatever. We'll talk about it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to put you on, this is the main stage. This is the final act. We're in this. I'm not going to, oh, now I'm going to be like, all right, yeah, time to do the lesson. Just because mm -hmm. you want to make this person feel small. Yep. Like, 
because you, because that was just ultimately him projecting upon you. He felt small because he felt like you didn't respect his authority and did not come to practice. So he was mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm going to make, I'm going to show him who's boss. I'm going to make, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And ultimately that projection just ended up causing him to make an action that you ultimately didn't agree with, separated y'all more. Or ultimately he was like, I don't respect you. I don't even like you. Like, because you can like, you can not like somebody, but you can still respect them. Yep. Yeah. Now, now I'm at a point where I don't like your respect you so effing. <laughs> no, and legit, it's like, and that wasn't our last match of the year. It was a second to last match of the year because we were playing for position and we, it was the playoffs. We were playing to see who would we play the next round. So ultimately, if we would have won that match, we probably would not have seen this team till the championship match, which would have been good for us because everybody else, we would have whooped. Because we were just good. But it's just like, bro, you messed up our seating. You messed up legit my tennis record. Um, um, you you messed up, like you said, our chemistry and our relationship. Because at that point, I really won't feel you as a person. But now I really don't like you as a coach. Yeah. So then it's like that next practice, I ain't say nothing to him. Like, yeah. I didn't. I didn't say anything to him. I practiced my serve. Me and my doubles partner practiced. Um, I played around. We did some drills, and I went home, bro. Didn't say a word to him. And it's just like, now I really don't want to play. But next match, I, I went and I won. But as a coach, you need to punish the player in practice. Yes. Like, don't do yeah. it. Don't do it in the game. <laughs> like, it, it's, yeah, there's no need to be doing that. But that's yeah. – it, it's oh, go ahead. My fault, Jeff. No, no, I was agreeing. I was agreeing. That's all. Oh, yeah. That's all. So it's just like when it comes to I think that coaches, not even gonna say now, coaches in general have to like find that line of like, how do I discipline you with you learning the lesson without damaging the relationship? That's hard. I'm not gonna preach like that's the easiest thing in the world, but it's so easy to mess it up. Like I, yeah, but I think it's just that level of communication. You know what I mean? Like yep. That level of communication of like, I ain't doing this because I want to. I'm doing this because you need it and I actually care about you. Discipline that comes from a place of love and not a place of pride. Pride. Yeah, exactly. Not a place of pride. Whole different vibe. Whole different energy. Because in in, in an adult, as an adult, it's my responsibility to put my pride to the side for a child. Because you are developing. Mm-hmm. We are at two different places in our lives. I'm not going to expect you. A lot of people want to meet children where they want them mm-hmm. to be instead of where they are. Mm-hmm. And like I said, like I, I, we actually just had this conversation on our episode. Um, that's why there's there's no communication. That's why kids are bugging heads with these adults because you're trying to te- treat them like they're adults. You're trying to treat them like they understand what you're talking about. No, they don't get it. They don't even even if they do understand it. They're not going to see it from your perspective. So that's why the communication is important. I mean, and like I said, like, ultimately, yeah, you shouldn't have missed practice. Okay, cool. I get that. That's the underlying thing about it. And why, why did you miss practice? I didn't have my clothes. Why didn't you have your clothes? I didn't do, I didn't do this. But all right, start getting your shit together. Get your clothes, you know, get your clothes ready. I need you at practice. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about this later. You know, you gonna get punched. It's almost like that ass whooping coming. Yeah, but, <laughs> but even but it's then, like Joe. What you said exactly is like what should have happened. You should just ask me, hey, what happened? Because yeah. I would have told you I just forgot. Like, yeah. the, and and me as a person, I'm like, there's no excuse. I just forgot. Right. 
And, and, and <clears throat> but it's that notion of we we think as adults, once again, we think as adults, we think we know everything when it comes to a kid. We think, oh, oh, uh, Barksdale didn't want to come to practice. He skipped. Hey, no, nah, I'm going to teach him a lesson. Bro, you don't know. You mm-hmm. don't never know. And then, and then on top of that, what I would have done is I would have just been like, I would have been mad. I probably would have been mad as hell. And then after calming down, I would have been like, what happened? Coach forgot my clothes. Somebody in my girl passed away. Sorry to hear that. Make sure you got your clothes. Make sure you got your stuff together. You know, it's like you can, you can, you can hurt, not hurt. I don't want to say hurt, but you can discipline someone or even get your point off and make them see where you're coming from strictly from your words sometimes. Yep. If that person's if that person is at the emotional intelligence and understanding that they can perceive that of what you're trying to say. You don't gotta intentionally hurt. That's where the bond was broken. You intentionally tried to hurt me. You yeah. went, I did this thinking that I was making a good decision because I didn't have another decision to make. It was A or B for me. But mm-hmm. you intentionally tried to hurt me and put me in a bad light because you are upset with my actions. Now that's what now that's a problem. And that's where ultimately the relationship failed and ended. And you know, it's like oh I'm sorry. Oh, and to like to speak to that, like examples come in my head because like this is what my brain does. I'm thinking about like a movie Coach Carter. Mm-hmm. Like he, like not pertaining to what we're talking about, he did embarrass you. He did um make you go and like work for something like he did put you out there but at the end of the day you did get what he was trying to do like and i think that's what some coaches think that they're doing they think they being coach carter but no you you not doing that you're not executing what you think you're doing the right and proper way and like yeah every player is different um you know some people gonna take that conversation as uh he saw and then some people gonna take that discipline it's like damn he an asshole so it's like it it just depends on what happens but like ultimately still like it's tough because it's like okay do we focus more on who i'm talking to or how i'm talking to them because yeah. i'm because i'm someone who like oh no every, everybody ain't above um the two a's accountability and the ass whooping um so it's like if i gotta talk to you with a little bit more sternness i'm gonna give it to you but if i can talk to you like a hey come over here like what's going on that can work too so it just it just all depends like whatever level we're talking about whatever sport we're talking about i think that um going back to the coach carter reference i think that that's like a really good way because coach carter essentially treated everybody with the same i'll tell you that's probably hands down one of my favorite sports movies next to the gridiron game Yes, another perfect no. example. I yeah. still think art like I still think that's Dwayne Johnson's best acting role. It's great. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably the hands down the only actor role. I was like, damn, that's the rock. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was something different for him. Like, of course, you got the, the mummy and shit out there. But. Yeah, but nah, it was a ser- that was a serious role. He played the hell of that role. But it also, I think that that's because in both those situations, you had a demographic of troubled youth, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know when you having a when you have to go into, there's another sports movie with Morgan Freeman. No, no, it's not a sports movie. It was a school movie. He was like lean on me or something. There it is. I was like, I know it was another movie, where, ex the different in all three of those movies, what happened was expectations were set in the beginning. I am this person. This is what I require. This is what I got to do. 
I'm going to get us here, but you got to listen to me. Mm-hmm. And, and just like every time, there's going to be someone to test the authority. There has to be. There has to be someone to test the waters. This, it's just That's just human nature. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and even then, if you use Coach Carter, for example, with the very beginning scene of him coming in, and he's talking to everybody. Oh, and he and put Cruz up on the wall? Even then, he did not intentionally go out the way of making him an example. Cruz threw the punch. Facts. He told Cruz multiple times, hey, Get look, bro, yeah, leave the gym, that we're not doing this. And Cruz threw that punch and got show who, hey, they, that's who a the cold adult scene. was. Hey. And, um, and like with that, I also say to add with that, like Gridiron Game, Dwayne Johnson scene when he came out there in full uniform. Yep, yep. And he told, dude, he was like, you're going to knock me on my ass because if you don't, what's left for you? Nothing. You're, mm-hmm. you're going to be a criminal. You're going to end up dead. I'm the obstacle in your life. Knock my knock ass, me over. ass over. Yes. And, and I was like, damn, that's coaching. <laughs> but, that, but that's because you got to, in both those scenes, there's a level of, understanding of the individual mm-hmm. there's a level of all right he he ain't he troubled he 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 gonna he the shit starter i gotta i got to get him past this because ultimately the only thing standing in your way is you you mm-hmm. know it's, it's always just you if anybody i tell everybody all the time like whatever situation that you come and come for and you blame in life and i understand life sucks i'll never take nothing from it you're going to be the obstacle that caused you not to succeed that's yeah. it's just ultimately what happens because yeah. we only have control over ourselves and how we perceive reality. Coach Carter said there and said, you know, you, you see this individual, you see where he is, you see how he's operating. All right, cool. I told you what I expected. I told you what I need of you. You're going to respect me because I'm showing you respect. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Like, and I think that's where it comes into play. If you don't ever show respect. How will you receive respect? It, you can't come to me and tell me I'm your boss. You're going to do as I say. First of all, I'm a grown-ass man. I don't care about you. I'm only <laughs> here for a paycheck. But if you tell me, Joe, I care about you, and we're, gonna, we're not going to see eye-to-eye sometimes, but I got your back if you got mine. All yeah. right, now, now we have a level of respect. Now, I don't have to like you. I don't got to agree with everything you do. But I respect what you do, and I know you got my back, so therefore, let's ride. Yeah. So, you know, uh, if it did, it's kind of like, you know, an interesting conversation, which I didn't even think that we was going to get this far into the conversation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, I think that the coach, you know, I think that's the thing that separates Deion Sanders from a lot of coaches is that, nah, you gonna, I'm going I'm to show you. I, I, I can, I'm going to prepare you. For the next stage, this isn't about. Of course, I want to win. Of course, I want the success. Of course, I want this. I'm gonna get paid regardless. I need to prepare you for this next stage. Yep. And you know, and that, uh, no, you go ahead, Pastor. Go, that's it. You go that was it. No, that's it. I'm, I'm about to go ahead and put it on up. <laughs> you gotta get the towel to wipe your hands. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Ooh, right, that's enough. I'm gonna sit on that. All right. You know, I always, I always said the bigger the towel, the better the servant. <laughs> like he come out there with that beach towel or we in for it hey, oh we about to get him oh, preach yeah. he about to be church here yeah. he come with that little rag oh yeah 
Hey, he pulled out the little handkerchief. All right, man. Why he pulling? <laughs> he, he put that. Yo. He put that out. You be uh be at home in time for the football game. Yep, bro. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Yeah, why he you gets... slip like that towel and wait? That shit was... <laughs> He took a towel. He slung the towel. He slung the towel. Hey, let me tell you something. If niggas in church and started measuring your pastor abilities and corresponding that with the size of your towel, hey, <laughs> could you imagine? You come in and you see someone. You see somebody with this little bit, like a little bit of time. Like, all right, y'all. We can, oh, shit. oh, he ain't about to get over. We might as well leave him. Half the congregation <laughs> get up and leave. I stop. Like, oh my god. Oh. <laughs> he pull out. Motherfucker, pull out the time. All right, now y'all in here for a Yeah, pastor. Yeah, right. yeah, Take, <laughs> Take your time, pastor. Take your time. All right. The game come on, but we good. We good. <laughs> got it on my phone. We good, baby. Yeah, yeah I can check the score on I, my phone. I got it recording at home. It's all right, pastor. Take your time. <laughs> I'm recording. <laughs> oh. oh, that's hilarious. Oh my god! Uh, yeah. But what I was gonna say that was like that segues to my last question, and it ties in still like basketball. So we on like the sports subject, but also ties into what we talking about with like relationships and sports. Do y'all really think D Rose is gonna help out John Morant? Because I'm personally, and I'm gonna just start it first. I don't think that his presence being there is gonna be anything. Like he's just there. Like he played college ball there. Welcome back cool, the nigga need another team to sign with anyway, and they had the cap space. Like, I just don't like this notion that, hey, we're going to bring in this veteran to straighten up this young player, and they're just going to listen and act better. Like y'all said earlier, these are still grown men who are making a lot of money. They don't got to listen to you. They don't. I, well, yeah. I think that the the biggest thing, oh, go ahead, because I don't know too much on basketball, so I ain't going to speak too much on this. But well, not necessarily. One thing, Oh, I'm gonna say this most about like the the people relationship, not basketball. Well, one they keep comparing him. They keep comparing yeah, Ja to D Rose, and that's gonna ultimately that's gonna go either one or two ways. Comparison is the thief of joy. So if you keep on comparing these two players, these two these two individuals, then you you might drive that wedge because it's like I gotta outdo this nigga. But then you know I don't know. Then sometimes you might uh. I don't know. It's been a little bit, but I did see the clip where I did see the clip where where, Ro, where I think Rose had told uh, told him like I'm not here to babysit you. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. He was, so I don't he was, know. He was talk, it was doing media day. He was talking to some uh, reporters. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, that's a that's a that's a I don't know. That's a I mean, fickle relationship. I guess you would need we would need to know. What type of person Rose is off the court? Yeah, like, I was about to say that. We yeah. just look at just knowing him from basketball and just you know outside you know social media and stuff like that. He never looked like a vocal leader. Yeah, <laughs> he never looked like a vocal leader. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that was the reason they brought him in was to mentor. Uh, job or not, but I don't think that's one. I don't think that's his job, and two, I don't think he needs to. Um, I think personally, like you're saying, these are grown, these are grown as men. Ja is 
makes the most money on the team. He was on his way to be the face of the NBA at mm-hmm. one point. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So you got you got this player that he has all this talent. Um but it, it's it's gonna be up to him who he listens to and who he listens to and is he going to stay committed to staying on the right path and not getting himself in situations that's going to, to uh, affect his professional and personal life. So, I, but yeah, I think bro. it's also too like you got two people coming, two people with two different objectives. Mm-hmm. Like you know you got you got Rose who like yeah that's like he's coming back since well like college. Jill, why so, is your background so bright? It looked like you in heaven. <laughs> nah, I got I got my lamp back there. It's just like it that bitch do it like heaven. <laughs> I'm like, did he like you know in the middle of the show? And God was I like, no, nah, y'all was doing good. Continue the conversation. Continue yeah, the conversation. it's it, like I try to focus it so that way you, it looks like this, but it's funny because like I be looking at it I'm like God, it is brighter and brighter over time. But um. <laughs> So let me see if I can blur it a little bit. Oh no, I got downloads and stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think you got we got two people with two different, you know, ideas, two different uh, like Object. perceptions on this objectives. Like that's the best way to say it. Like yeah. D Rose, there he said, and he said, and I remember, I remember in that clip I saw for that interview, he was like, "I'm not here to babysit. I'm not here to micromanage. I'm here to help niggas win." All right, you know, cool. We get that. You know, that's ultimately his goal. You know, if he wasn't one, Derek, I agree. I was gonna uh, agree with the point of we don't know how Rose is off the court. We don't know how that relationship goes off the court and how he is off the court. But on the court, I don't think it's his responsibility to help. You know, to mentor this individual. You know, now it's up to the individual to sit there and say, all right, let me look at, you know, I can learn something from this person, but ultimately he ain't got to do that either. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting, I guess, to see the least. I think because I'm kind of, it goes, it can go both ways. Of course, it's good to have, of course, it's good to have that mentor, but you listen to, um, you follow their advice and everything like that. But I know I catch myself a lot of times. It's just like not not necessarily just listening to um somebody, but just seeing how they carry themselves. Mm-hmm. Like Jaw can easily look at like AI, you know, how AI his his beginning stages, um, and how he were in the um in the NBA and everything like that. Like you don't even like you don't necessarily Jaw don't necessarily have to seek of course, yeah. everybody need to seek help, but you don't need to necessarily seek a mentor. You know what I'm saying? There are enough examples in the NBA that he can look at. Like these are your peers now. Like, of course, you may not be at the at the at the level of uh, uh, KD, Steph, uh, LeBron. It was bright as at, hell, at, bro. At the, I, was <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I gotta turn that down. I just heard Joe go. Uh, I was just like, I'm it, uh, Joe. You didn't give me trauma because every time you, uh, I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> good, good. Yes, I love it. <laughs> Thank you, second. Thanks for things. 
But um, yeah, he not he may not be at the 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 stardom level as like a KD, LeBron, Steph, and whatnot. But you can he can look at those individuals be like, okay, these are the greats that's in my profession. These are the um, you know what I'm saying these are the people that I need to look at. Um, and what look at what they're doing on the court as well as what they're doing off the court to lessen their distractions um, and keep them focused on the main goal. Um, so he don't necessarily need a mentor. He just need to look, choose his environment carefully, stop hanging around people that's going to make you do dumb stuff. And that's it's just as simple as that. Or just be it, accountable. Once again, it, it all it, accountable. And it, like uh, what Joe was saying, it all comes back to you. Every decision, every decision you make comes back to you. So it does. It doesn't matter who you talk to, who you're gonna be around, and you know what you watch, what you listen to, whatever. It all comes back down to the decision that you're gonna choose to make. So, and I and I agree completely. Like it's just it's about self accountability after day, and not the social media accountability where he wears a dumbass t-shirt. I mean, actually, like, change behavior. Um, <laughs> but it's just I, that, it's I think just it's that too... weak-ass PR shit, like, yeah. he, messed up, he messed up the first time. He gave it, he, you know, he got the, I had the interviews, he met with Adam Silver yeah. and everything like that. Then he fucked up the second time and he, you know, posted the the apology on Facebook or whatever, well, not Facebook, whatever social media and I was like, this is just PR shit. It's not personal. Like, <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. I think, too, is like interesting because <laughs> I'm not going to lie. As Rose, I wouldn't even want the responsibility to be classified as a mentor. Ja, look, Ja was out here wild. Boy, hey, look. Wild. Let me tell you something. That man was out here doing what he wanted to do. And it's so it's crazy. funny because uh, I was just watching my fault, Joe. No, go ahead, go ahead. Um, was, I was just watching the uh, Joe Budden podcast the other day, and they were speaking on it. Um, they were speaking on that situation, and it was just like, like, what? What was the reason behind it? Like, okay, you got a gun. Oh, of course, it, I mean you. I mean, he only like what 21, 22? I'd say twenty, twenty-three. 23, something like that. I mean, so it's still that, you know, that demographic, that uh, that generation where they want to pretty much show their whole life. Like, yeah. they want to put their whole life on social media and everything like that. But at the same time, I like, <laughs> it was funny, but it made so much sense. Joe, uh, Joe Budden was like, you putting your career on the line to show a small ass gun. Like, it's really... Bro, like it's really, it's really people out here with that shit on them. Like if they want to rob you or do whatever to you, they gonna do that. You showing this small ass gun, that's not gonna threaten anybody. Like, <laughs> and I was laughing, I, I was laughing, but I was like, and you in like, Memphis, yeah, nigga, it's it's like, really the most dangerous city nigga, in the US like, right now. You currently. you playing, you playing, <laughs> like you playing with the wrong people. Like don't even why why even. Why even invite that type of energy to you? You know what I'm saying? It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Like I'm not gonna go out here and try to try to pick a fight with somebody. Like no, like go do that at Dolly World where the white people are like, oh my saying? god, get his ass out of here, doing like, all that. Nah, don't do that. Don't do that, Dolly World. Like even I'm even like, if they'll pull out shotguns on your ass. Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> right. Never mind. You right, <laughs> nigga. I'm telling you, 
But even if it's like, of course, even if, you know, of course, having a gun is not illegal or anything like that. It's legal to have a gun. I, well, I don't know the the laws in uh, Memphis, Tennessee, so don't quote me on that. But um, in a, in a lot of states, it's, you know, it's legal to have, it's legal to carry and whatever. But why do you even, like, why even bother portraying that type of thing? Like, just keep it tough. Like, even if you do, if you, even if you had beef or something, and I don't know why you would, but like, what's the point of it? Uh, what's the point of showing it? So you kind of like, you kind of like now you kind of like inviting the enemy to come see you at this point. Like if they, if you really want to do something, it's like, hey, I got it on me. Okay, cool. So now if I come try to rob you, I don't necessarily just need to beat you up. Now I gotta bring my piece to come rob you. And do this and that, like nigga, you worked over one hundred ninety million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like if you and then if you didn't get in trouble, you would have made one of the all NBA teams, which would would have gave you another extra thirty, forty million dollars on top of that. So, like nigga, what you doing now? Like now, now it's like now it's not even professional. Now you fucking up your personal life because that forty mil, that extra thirty, forty mil, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> I can look. I I can only say nigga because I wish I nigga. I wish I would have. Just no, give me a billion, nigga. Like come no, on. No, no, no. Mm. I know that. We had this conversation last night. We was like, man, just give me an extra four hundred, <laughs> <laughs> nigga. <laughs> like Nick, up Nick, motherfuckers like us is like. And granted, we all people always say like you wouldn't know what to do if you was in that situation. No, I know exactly what I do. Nigga, I do. Stop, <laughs> nigga. Like, I played it out everybody. in my head multiple times. Nigga. Well, that's, yo, because that's because you work with all the money in the world. So you know how it feels to be around all that money. No, nah, man, I work with, I work for the government. It just, it just, <laughs> just reminds me that I'm poor. <laughs> Every chance I get, I'm reminded that I'm just poor. <laughs> but Joe, right though, Joe, like we were just like Joe was saying, we just had that conversation. We was like, last man, we night. just had, we just if we just had extra money in our mm-hmm. in our pockets, we'd be good. This I nigga, know. this nigga, fucked up thirty, forty million dollar bumbled the bag, bumbled the on, bag, and you can't tell me, uh, he he wouldn't have made. One of the all NBA teams. If he didn't, you know, fuck yeah, him. yeah, he would have. Come on now, come on now, man. Well, I gotta ask y'all this. This is the last question of the night. We gonna and it's a little more unfiltered brother style. Um, oh, shit. just cause y'all here. So I saw a post from this one dude I follow on Instagram called Classic Man D. And if y'all don't know who he is, he be making pretty good content videos. But his recent post was, "What was the incident at your school?" That thing that happened that everybody know about. Shit, which which incident you want? <laughs> which incident you want? Shit, we talking middle school, we talking, we talking high school. What we talking about? I will give a light example. Um, actually, nah, I want y'all to go first because this is y'all show now. This is Woken Filter. I- no. This, this shot second show. You know, I, I saw that same. I saw like a. I, I don't know if it was from that person, but I saw that post. No, it was on Twitter. Yeah, it started on Twitter. And I was like, "What was our event?" Because I could think of a multitude of events that mm-hmm. got us looked at. Like we, I'll never forget. Uh, <laughs> teachers were telling me like we were the worst. Like 
like our, like look, our, look, our, our generation started the worst. Like, like it got it went downhill after us. Like, nah, that's not true. We weren't that bad. But bro, I remember, and this is not even one that's well known, but I remember we had this is so messed up. We had a little person as a teacher. I mm-hmm. remember niggas put her <laughs> like <laughs> in one of those like like oh, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bro. We put her well, not we because I I was told <laughs> I was like, not you, not this. you. I was not I was at governor school being a real good. I was a mama. Oh. I was being good, <laughs> but. Bro, they put her in like one of them closet joints and locked her in there. And I, I mean, I don't think nobody got in trouble. But I just think about like, man, like, what was our what was our thing? What did we do that we was known for? Because I saw one joint, like, this was crazy. I saw one joint was like the girl that Jerry Seinfeld was dating mm-hmm. was a senior in high school while he was like 32. And he pulled up to the school and picked her up. And she said, the dude comments and was like, yeah, I passed that during the exam. He's like, I passed the exam, but she didn't even take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because so I don't know. What was our thing? I don't think we got I mean, one. I don't know if we have a, a thing, but it's it's been a lot of it's been a lot of dumb shit that happened when we was in school. Oh, I think what's the, what's I the, think the most I think the most like... controversial. I don't, I don't even know if they call it controversial, but I always uh I always say because pretty much this was middle school, and um Joe no, <laughs> so this was during a time where like people won't people won't really. Sending pictures, oh! <laughs> like, ah! like niggas was still niggas was still young. Like niggas. Hey, nah, you can't talk about that. We gonna we gonna get canceled. Nah, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Fuck that. Fuck that. I ain't saying nah, no names. I ain't saying nah, no names. Nah, bro. That's nah. wild. In the, in the spirit of Jeffrey, um, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but like, bro, I so. Yeah, this was during that time where niggas is still innocent. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> niggas won't school, really, niggas won't really, niggas won't really like. Joe, mute your camera, said he won't know right you. Right? Mm-hmm. So, you're right. You're right. Hey, <laughs> turn was, my camera on, bro. Hey, hey, one, yeah. You know, it was, it was a dude. We won't really, we won't close. But I don't even know. Like during that time, I used to have a relationship with. Him. Lot of people for whatever reason. I don't know why I'll be friends with these niggas. <laughs> like I really don't know. But we won't even like close, close. But we had each other's numbers and, and shit. And one day, man, he just texted me. He texted me. <laughs> this nigga sent me a picture, and it was a uh, it was a female giving him oil. Hmm. And I'm like, well, first I was like, nigga, what the fuck? But then I was like, who the fuck? Then I was like, oh, that's who the fuck? I was like, and I was the first 
dude. I was the first dude outside. Yes, I was the first dude outside of like, or first person, period, outside of him and, and the female that seen this shit. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on? So after he sent this shit to me, apparently he started, I don't know who else like he, he sent it to, but that shit got that shit got spread it around the school, mm. right? And then it got back to it got back to faculty, staff, all that shit. Parents got back around the county, my nigga, and like they was going around, they was going around investigating that shit, and like oh, they, they was snatching, they phones. was taking niggas' phones. I did like, look. I said no, you ain't getting my shit. I said I'm deleting that shit. I ain't got nothing in my phone. They called me to the office. It was like, can I see your phone? I, I gave it to him. They ain't find nothing. I was like, yeah, yo, this is crazy. I told him I didn't even have a phone. <laughs> I, my, <mama laughs> said that. I, my mama told me. I said, my mama told me not to put my phone out. She said, this is for emergencies only. Bro, I ain't yeah. know what to do. I was like, yo. I know that picture had to be. No, that don't had to be in the worst quality ever. We had it was the worst. worst. It was, because, you know, niggas had, like, flip phones and shit. <laughs> so... You know that's that shit so was worth. That's what, and that's why I was like, nigga, what the fuck am I looking? Then I was like, oh shit, <laughs> this is what the fuck is going on? So that shit happened, and all that shit started spreading around. Shit, man. Uh, shorty, shorty, end up. Uh, she, how how long? I don't think she. She probably only stayed probably a year after that before she moved. It was like a year, maybe two, maybe two. Yeah, it won't. It won't too much. Nah, long nah, after that. that was crazy. No, and I, I felt bad. I felt bad for her. Too. I did too. She was cool. She was right she there. Was the, you know yeah, what I'm she, saying? She was the homie. And yeah. I ain't gonna hold you. Like she was cute. Like hey. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you this. But he was a that crazy. was that, he was fucked up. Yeah, that nigga, he that was nigga was wild for that. But I tell you, that might be one of the moments I I was like, bro, technology crazy. <laughs> because, bro, that shit, bro, it was getting to the point where you know, because you got to realize, Aaron, this is this is in middle school, so this this not even we not even into like twenty ten yet. This is still mm-hmm. two thousand. Like, so we, I think we was probably in like six or seven. Like, yeah, no, nah, it was seven. It, it had to be seven because I ain't yeah. have my phone. I ain't get my phone until seventh grade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was seventh grade. And I remember. I I remember. I remember. There was seven going into eight. Mm. And I remember because I remember how how her public image was before yeah. and, and after. after. And when I tell you, like, when I tell you she was like the joint that everybody wanted. wanted right? And then it was like, after that, nobody. And I was like, damn. Damn. Cause she mm-hmm. was cool, like she was, you know, she was straight, and I was like, "Damn, that's crazy!" Yeah, she had to change schools after that. I don't know what she went to after that. She moved up. Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah, don't say the name of the school neither, because it's gonna narrow it down. People gonna know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. We ain't even gonna. We ain't even gonna say it. she's still there to this day. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but uh, man, nah, it's crazy. I think that was the point. Where I was like, "Bro, that's kind of wild." It was. It, it literally spread like wildfire. Yeah, so if I yeah, if I had to pick a time, it was probably it's probably that moment. That was but to go, of course I, then you have motherfuckers getting thrown through glass, motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. Passing they got, out in the bathroom because you know they own that shit. 
you yeah we had the whole guys. football team fighting because yeah uh, homecoming God. Yeah, we some moments. Yeah, man. Well, this is this isn't mine, but I still think it's one of the most impactful things that's happened that when we was when I was in school. Like, if y'all wanted to like still say something, I didn't mean to cut nobody off. I can wait no, for no, a moment. Ah, uh, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to be on the podcast. No I want to go bobbing and not cry a little bit. That's just sad. Yeah, that joke is crazy. Dang, man. But this is what happened. So everybody on the podcast know I talked about my Uncle Mike before. He's been on the show before. Um, and I know, like, Joe, you know him. Derek, I don't know how familiar you are with But when he was a senior in high school, he graduated. He was class of 09. Um, fun fact, that's also Chris Brown's graduating class. Found out that recently on an interview with Shannon Sharp. Um, I think I watched it. Yeah, it was good. Um the senior, this was the last senior class trip out of state. They went to Mer. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, I, did, I did not. I completely forgot that Mike was part of that class that yeah. fucked that up. Yep. I completely forgot yep. about that. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That might be it. That might. Yeah. I, I remember we was trying to plan our shit because yep. we, wanted, we wanted to go go to uh, Six Flags. Yup, yup. It was like niggas can't go. They were like niggas can't go out. So they made us go to Madison. Nothing. Niggas at the water park. I can't even swim, my nigga. And niggas got stuck there. Yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, tell that one. Oh man, see, I'm not gonna lie. In the back of my head, I'm like, I hope they remember this because I was in elementary school, so I should remember this. They should definitely remember this. Um. So anyway, for the lovely viewers. Crazy. <laughs> this was the last senior trip at Prince Edward County out of state. The senior class of 09 went to Myrtle Beach. We all know that's in South Carolina. Let's just say some chaperones did not do their job. <laughs> and people was going around um, applauding and, and, and clapping like someone just won an award. <laughs> <laughs> That nigga stupid. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that basically, no <laughs> use that shit. <laughs> please Niggas use it. Was please. Clap it. And <laughs> <laughs> hey. hey, get me out of this box. <laughs> oh my oh. job. My job, my job. Oh, go ahead. They probably bro, said that too. But oh, bro, yo, go we ahead, gotta, bro. We gotta tell the story, bro. We got all right. Go ahead. Oh, we go. So basically, Shardis came back blessed with child, um, <laughs> and when the administration found out, they were heated. They were heated at the teachers who were chaperoning for not being more attentive to these things happening. I forgot. Someone got fired. I forgot who got fired. But since a lot of young women came back pregnant, basically, that made it cemented that senior class trips at Prince Edward County will be limited to in-state only. Bro. And no more overnight. No more overnight stays. You You will be back. I tell you. Mm-hmm. 
I'd be talking to other like people from other schools, and they'd be like, "Yeah, I went to Florida. Uh, we went here, we went there." I'm like, "Damn, that's crazy!" And they were like, "What y'all do, man? I'm in Virginia." <laughs> and they were like, "You didn't even stay up there?" Nah. <laughs> I forgot, bro. You know what's crazy about that? So many chicks got pregnant. <laughs> so many, like, so, so many, many girls got people, pregnant. So many people was up there doing X, Y, and Z. That they looked at the, they revised the whole senior trip idea. Yep. And said, let's we're gonna send these little niggas away for a day and bring them back that same day. You going to King's day. Dominion. Four years later, nigga. That's how that's, wild that that's is. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Bro, it and not, it's, it's not going to change. Our senior trip not. was the spirit of Norfolk. <laughs> I didn't oh. even go. Yeah, nah, I remember a lot of people didn't go to our. A lot. Of, I'm about to say a lot of people didn't go. A lot of people just made up like did their own yeah. shit. Yeah, which I mean, honestly, I didn't. I didn't really. Like, I didn't. I didn't have a car at the time, so I couldn't. <laughs> All right, bro, I went. I thought it was gonna be fun. I thought we was outside. <laughs> I mean, I went. To, Niggas got stuck and shit. Yeah, that was OD. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was like, that bitch, bro. I was, I was over it. All because the little joint in the front of the bus fell down. Hmm. I was like, bro, just take that motherfucker off and let's go. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, Aaron, you got it on that one. <laughs> now, I promise on everything I love, you got it on that one. I forgot all about that shit, bro. I know how low he did. That's, that's why I say well, that's said- the incident because of how <laughs> long it's lasting. Bro, when he said 2009, I said, and he talked about going the last senior trip. I was like, I say, oh. <laughs> and I remember, I remember asking, like, I remember asking, like, why how come we can't go nowhere? Why we because remember they didn't they didn't just stop. They had already put a halt to a lot of field trips. Prince Edward wasn't moving on field trips like that for a while. Mm-hmm. That shit. Double down, they was like, nah, they can't. Don't even, don't even send them out. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. Save they didn't even care. give us, they didn't even give us a charter bus. They was like, we taking a school bus. I was like, y'all ain't going to be comfortable on this ride. They shut down all our ideas. Hmm. I swear they did. Yeah, and you know what's Niggas crazy? Niggas didn't even want to do shit after that. I even know, we, I, me personally, I didn't even know Mass and Nothing was an option. <laughs> I, I was like, where are we going? <laughs> I ain't never heard of it. I would have them take this the Great Wolf Lodge, low key. That, that, that <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, that would have been a better idea, but it probably would have been as fun because we couldn't have stayed. No, nah, that's, that's facts. True. That's yeah. facts. That's mm-hmm. facts. Mm-hmm. My my vote was for King's Dominion, but everybody was like, everybody did that. Well, we can't go nowhere else. It's dangerous. <laughs> and y'all chose the 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 lame ass spirit of the Norfolk that's just like y'all couldn't even drink on that joint. <laughs> no, so what? No, like past eight, you couldn't order nothing because it was alcohol available. Yeah, no, nah, that was a that was terrible. <laughs> that was a fuck you trip. Like, eh, nah, right. facts. That was facts. That's crazy. Uh, oh, oh my goodness! But that's but y'all got wild. anything else to say before we close the show out? Nah, press that was wild. Wild boy, man. Oh god, I think that was a good way to end the show. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. 
<laughs> Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank y'all again for joining me tonight. This has been an Unfiltered Brothers on Woke. Make sure to check out my sponsors, Charlotte Clothing and Katana Creations. Remember, Creations with a K. This has been your boy, Aaron. Hope y'all are doing good. Make sure you stay safe and continue to support not just me, not just them, but everybody who I collaborate and work with. Shout out to them who joined me on the show, and I'll see y'all in the next episode.